ML Nation, episode 184. I can't focus on people who are taking time getting ready to get ready. I need to focus on those people who stay ready so I don't have to tell them to get ready, if that makes sense. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. Hey, MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. And before we get started, what can a dollar buy you? You know, a dollar USD can't really buy you much nowadays. Uh, definitely can't get you a Starbucks coffee. Uh, maybe you can get a donut. I don't know how much donuts cost. I actually don't eat donuts anymore. Uh, maybe a bagel or maybe a, not much any a dollar. But what a dollar can get you to really improve your network marketing business is a trial to MLM Nation Insider. So MLM Nation Insider, you can ask me questions. You can take a uh, $1 trial for seven days, email me questions. I'll answer any questions, anything you're stuck with. I'll help you out with that. You also get access to all the implementation guides. These are over 17 courses that teach you, for example, social media, that teach you how to do a hotel meeting, how to do a home meeting, how to do a one-on-one meeting, how to uh, do a quick, you know, your, a really good elevator pitch, uh, how to do a, you know, oh, so much stuff goodies out there, 17 courses out there. You can get them all for free. Actually, not, I shouldn't say for free, for $1, okay? $1, that's a 99 cents plus one penny. Take, check out the free trial. Go to MLMNationInsider.com. And I look forward to seeing you at our upcoming training. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Candace Bird Davis. Candace, are you ready to make it happen? Oh my gosh, Simon, I am ready to make it happen. Truly humbled, honored, and excited to be on the line with you today. Candace Bird Davis was an insurance agent for 15 years when she discovered network marketing. She got started in MLM three years ago, and as she likes to say it, failed horribly. She burned out her war market. But somehow she didn't quit on the industry and decided to restart her journey with her current company. In her second attempt, Candace was able to earn over 157000 in just six months and retired her husband from a six-figure coal mining job. Candace's mission is to help families gain health and wealth and realize that network marketing and direct selling is definitely the better way. Her personal vision for 2016 is to help 1,000 families replace the full-time income with network marketing residuals. Candace has been happily married for 15 years as a mother of two beautiful boys and lives out in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, Candace, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. Yes, yes, definitely, Simon. You know, it, it was kind of funny how I came across network marketing because it was something that I truly was not looking for. And I know a lot of us in the industry at one point or another are very skeptical, uh, but I actually had a friend of mine, Simon, who had pretty much was bothering me about an opportunity that she had. And pretty much just to silence her, I went ahead and I just jumped in. And that's how I got into one of her little $25 deals only three years ago. And truly, network marketing has been uh, so amazing to me and so amazing to so many other people that it was something that I truly did not know what to expect. So when you did that $25 deal, obviously you said you failed miserably. What was the experience and what was the challenges? What was the challenges? Why did you fail so bad? I believe the reason why I failed so bad in the in the twenty five dollar deal was because you know I truly believe that for somebody to be successful in this industry, they have to have a passion back behind 
a phenomenal vehicle that they're driving. So I believe that my failure in the industry wasn't because of what I was doing, but it was a passion that I did not have in that particular company and a lack of knowledge because I was very new to the industry and I did not understand a lot of the concepts, a lot of the nuts and bolts that came with network marketing until I really decided to dive in and understand the industry. Once I understood the industry, it made a lot more sense. Are you saying that the passion for the product and the, or the service is very important? And you just didn't have that for your first company because you joined just to basically satisfy your friend. Exactly. I so see. it's something that, you know, just to pretty much leave her, have her leave me alone is what made me decide to get into the industry at that time because she was really calling me a lot, telling me how excited she was. She was seeing all these people making phenomenal money. I can make it too. So, you know, it was one of those skeptical, but let me go ahead and support her type deals. So what, um, how did you, you know, how did things change? How did the turnaround change? Why do you, well, I guess before even you answer that, why did you not give up network marketing? Because a lot of people said, oh my goodness, I just did this. I lost a ton of money. I burned off my friends. They don't talk to me anymore. Why did you keep going back to it? Because your, your husband's earning a decent income from his, from his job. Why did you go back to network marketing? You know, I truly, I guess you would say I never left network marketing, Simon. Um, what happened was, you know, I truly decided to start researching this company, researching how people were creating time freedom, research how people were creating financial freedom. And, you know, truthfully, in all honesty, after I started researching it, I wanted a piece of the pie. You know, I got very intrigued by seeing people's success, by seeing people who were living a life much different than me. You know, as an insurance agent, I was working, once I became a traditional business owner in the insurance industry, my nine to five turned into a nine to five plus five plus five plus five more. And as a mother of two, I was finding my mother taking my kids to doctor's appointments, my brother taking my kids to football practices, and it was just like it wasn't fair to me. You know, what can I do to create some time freedom to be able to be the mom that I wanted to be? So I decided to, you know, research the industry a lot more, and I decided to, you know, dig really deep into it, Simon, and I truly just decided that, hey, my passion is really helping people get financial freedom, helping people get time freedom. But then at the end of the day, Simon, let me just be very candid and very transparent with you. You know, at one point in time, my husband was making the multiple six-figure income. He said, hey, it's time to come home. Why don't you be the mom that you want to be? Perfect, beautiful, fine, dandy. Loved it. But Simon, let's be honest. Life came at me fast. And I actually ended up finding my family broke and broken. I ended up going through two repossessions in a 45-day period. And then um, the day that I got introduced into my current company, I actually had the sheriff knocking on my door for a foreclosure. So at that point, it wasn't just that my back was against the wall, Simon. My back was literally going through the wall. And I found myself and my family in a form of desperation where I had to make the decision that I have to make this work. I had no other option at that point that I needed to dig deep into this industry and really develop my passion and turn my passion into profit, if that makes sense. So a lot of people who fail in the network marketing, because the first attempt, the $25 deal, it wasn't like you did nothing. You did the business, correct? I, absolutely. I did the business. And to be honest with you, Simon, I don't think I ever made more than $100 a month off of that deal, but it was just the pure passion and finally starting to gain the belief and the faith and the trust in the industry and seeing so many people succeed. I knew that I was destined for greatness. I knew that a lot of people that I knew were destined for greatness as well. So if it's happening for them, my question was, why couldn't it happen for me? So even though you say you failed, it actually, there's no such thing as failure because you learn. I think, what were the biggest lessons you learned during that experience? Was it the belief that, because I think it's, I think it's fascinating. Most people, if they went through your shoes, 
their belief in network marketing would be destroyed. Oh, I did this. I worked so hard. I made only $100. But somehow your belief skyrocketed. What's the difference? Is it because just your why? Was it the why that's driving you? What made you different from others? Absolutely. I firmly believe it was my why that what drove is what drove me because, you know, a lot of people have a different explanation of their why, Simon. And my why truly is like I explain it to my team and my organization. You're what hurts you. When I sat down and I really figured out that I had to make this work because I was tired of telling my children that I couldn't buy them a $5 toy at the dollar store because we didn't have the money at the time because, you know, finances went backwards. So it was the why that actually pushed me and seeing everybody else succeed is what pulled me into wanting the success that I was desiring. So that failure is really ultimately, uh, like the lesson you learned was a huge success, that $25 deal, because it made you probably mentally a lot, lot stronger. When you would you say would you say so? Absolutely, because you know they always say a setback is just a setup for a greater comeback. So I think that twenty five dollar deal and what I looked at as failure was just a setback for a bigger comeback for me. Because making at least that hundred dollars a month opened up my belief. So you know I I obviously knew that money could be made in the industry, but at the time I was not making what my heart desired. Right. So you know. Um... How long were you in the business for before you guys started your second, your current company, where you had like a lot of success? How long I, were you in, the, in network marketing? I've been in network marketing a total of three years. My current company, 17 months now. 17 months. So even though you said you made six months, you made 157000 in six months. It really didn't take you six months. It took you like two years to get there. Exactly. Exactly. But six months in the correct vehicle. The reason I bring that up is because a lot of people say, oh, she made so much money so quickly. But people, you know, they like the glory, but forget the story. Right? They don't know the 18 months of like all that pain and stuff like and the hardship and the lessons you learn to get to where you're at. So exactly. with your current vehicle, what are some uh, things you did differently that allowed you to have success? Obviously, you know, aside from the passion and belief, what made things different? You know, what really made things different, Simon, is I, I dug more into mindset. You know, we all talk about mindset in the MLM industry, in the direct selling industry. And truly, you know, you have to feed your mind to feed your bank account. So it actually took me to develop my mind more so as understanding the industry, understanding the drive, the determination, the belief it created. It, it made me have to create a consistency. So being a traditional business owner, whenever I owned my insurance agency, of course, consistency created profit. So it only made sense over here that I needed to be able to map out my game plan, my blueprint. I needed to be consistent. I needed to make sure that I was talking to people just like I would talk to people every single day. You know, being in a product-based industry was something that was super, super easy because it was a product that I had a pure passion about. So that's what made it a lot easier for me to be able to develop as well as I did in this company. So just pretty much I had to understand the whole mindset, the principles of network marketing, the principles of leadership uh, to be able to grow and just definitely back it up with some mad consistency and a grind. You know, speaking of consistency, uh, you also have two kids uh, and you said you you used to work a lot of hours. Let's talk about time management. What's your day, you know, your day to day like and how do you make it happen and still be a mom and do all that and still be consistent? You know, it's amazing because a lot of people think that they don't have time for network marketing. And, you know, to be honest with you, Simon, what I had to do when I first got into uh, being consistent and being serious about making this work is I took my day planner out and I looked at it for the entire week. 
And what I would do is I would schedule everything in my day planner as an appointment. If I had to take Javon to football practice, I scheduled that as an appointment. If I had to go grocery shopping, I scheduled that as an appointment. So what I would do is I looked at the whole map out of my week and I literally would just find time. If it was two to four o'clock today and six to nine o'clock tomorrow, I literally found time to be able to allow that consistency there. And as I started doing it over a course of 21 days, as you know, they always say 21 days creates consistency. As I started doing that over a course of time, it just became natural. So right now, my day-to-day activities are pretty much, you know, I wake up in the morning and definitely social media is one of my biggest tools that I use. So I'm on social media, checking messages, checking emails, delivering, returning calls, three-way calls, lifeline calls. So it's just pretty much a consistent cycle that I've actually grown into. And each and everybody who gets into the MLM or direct sale um, network marketing industry, they're going to have to create their own consistent pattern to be able to operate their business. And truly, people can see uh, success 10 hours in uh, ten hours in a week, 20 hours in a week, 40 hours in a week. It just determines the amount of success that you want to see based off the amount of time you want to put in. Um, let's shift gears and talk a little about mindset. Um, what is your worst moment in network marketing? Your worst, worst moment that most people will have quit, but somehow you kept going. And so share that story, and also, what was the mindset that was going on when that thing happened to you? Wow. <laughs> um, I, I'll be very frank with you, Simon. My worst moment in network marketing uh, only happened June of 2015 uh, in my current company. And just being very candid, you know, one of our flagship products had to actually be taken off the shelf for about six weeks because we had to switch manufacturers. And what I realized was a lot of the people in the business, in my organization, in the company as a whole got scared. Uh, the product was taken off the shelf for six weeks. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? That's the product that I sell. But me and the person that I am, my mindset told me that, okay, if this product is gone, why did I limit myself to only only knowing about one product when we had over 48 products in our portfolio? So my mindset said, you know what? This is just a trial. This is just a tribulation that is going to turn into a much greater success at the end of the day. So I would always encourage people, you know, just be here a year from now. Just be here six weeks from now whenever the product actually comes back onto the shelf. And I would say that that was probably one of my worst moments in MLM because a lot of people um, instantly, because that was the sole product that they knew how to sell, decided they were going to quit the business. Mm. And, you know, as they quit the business, as you know, being in MLM and network marketing, you know, your organization decides to go backwards a little bit. The checks decide to go backwards a little bit and people get very, very fearful. But my mindset allowed me to push through because I understood that the network marketing and MLM industry is a roller coaster ride. You know, sometimes when you're up, there's way, way ups, but then sometimes there's those downs, you go way, way down, but you just have to be willing to go through the ups and downs and the curves and the corks screws of the roller coaster because then at the end of that ride you get off with such an exhilaration such a posture um a much greater success and a bigger check at the end of the day but you just got to be willing to take that ride so did your business grow after once once the product came back to shelf oh my gosh you know simon to be honest with you those that quit the business were just those those people who were not walking in the business in this season. My business actually grew even during uh, the removal of the product off the shelf only because I was the type of leader that would train my organization about the other products. You know, let's talk about the benefits of these other products. So when most people were seeing a huge um, backslide in their incomes, mine wasn't as bad because we were starting to build back up based off of the other 48 products in our portfolio. So your business actually grew stronger because now you actually have 
and, and I'm sure your leaders, instead of just them knowing just one product, now they know about other products, other, other avenues of growth. Absolutely, because it forced them. Because, you know, a lot of the times people get into a business off of hype, off of product sales. And, you know, with a retail component such as ours, they were seeing a lot of income just off of the retail component. And that product had so much hype because it's our flagship product and it's a phenomenal product. But what it made them do was learn of other products to introduce other people for people who weren't just looking for the weight loss, but what about people who were looking for nutrition or skincare or coffee or body shaping, um, different little things like that. So it forced them to learn about the other eight industries that our company had. That's such a good lesson there because you can apply that to a lot of things. I mean, I have a lot of distributors that ask me questions like, oh, this market, this country is not open up. If it was open up, I'll be doing so much better. Kind of like the grass is greener mentality. And I was saying, hey, that's good that's not open because it forces you to be better where you are here. You know, it's kind of like if you ever, um, you know, if you ever had the unfortunate accident like my, I mean I actually have crutches four times in my life knee problems and like hurt my ankle playing ball every time like or broke my finger you know, every time you hurt a hand the other hand gets a lot stronger right right and, and that's the thing with business like Candace for her business her, she didn't have the product for six weeks and she realized like there's so many other opportunities that you may probably weren't even aware of but because of that six weeks you turned a negative into a positive and like I loved what you said, a setback is a setup for a comeback. And it's just cool that your business came back stronger than ever. Absolutely. So um, let's talk about aha moments. What's one of the major aha moments you had in your business that really kind of, or maybe a defining moment, a story, what after this incident or this event that your business really took off? You know, to be honest with you, Simon, I would say my biggest aha moment was, you know, as a leader and wanting to see so many people win, so many people succeed, get the time freedom, financial freedom, you know, I found myself wanting success more for other people than what they wanted for themselves. I found myself, you know, having so many sleepless nights just trying to push people into their greatness, push people into being phenomenal. And what I learned was, you know, you really can't push people to live a better life. You can't push people to want financial freedom or time freedom. So, you know, what I realized was my aha moment was, Simon, I couldn't push people anymore. I couldn't want them to want this for themselves. But what I could do is whenever they extended their arm, I could pull them. So what I realized my aha moment was, you know, I couldn't figure out early on why my organization wasn't growing as fast as I wanted it to be. The reason why was because I was focusing on those people who didn't want it and failing to focus on the people who did. So my aha moment was, you know, when you extend your arm, I'm going to reach out and grab it and pull you up. But until you extend that arm, I can't push you into wanting something better for yourself. What are some uh, signals or symptoms of when people are extending their arm and they deserve your time and help? You know, one what of the main for? one of the main things in my organization, I like for somebody to, you know, understand their why. I like for them to understand their why, understand their vision. You know, a lot of times in network marketing, you hear people say, build your list. And sometimes it sounds very, very cliche, but I'm one of those firm believers that your paycheck is or your uh, passion check is in your list building. So, you know, when those people reach out to me and they're like, hey, Candace, I have a list of people that I want to introduce the business to. I just need to know how do I need to do it? What should I say? You know, those people who reach out to me with an initiative to want to build because then you find a lot of people who hear about the company go ahead and find your link somewhere online sign up and do nothing but you know you're calling them 15 million times trying to get them ready to get ready but I enjoy the fact that now that I understand that my aha moment is I can't focus on people who are taking um 
taking a lot of time getting ready to get ready. I need to focus on those people who stay ready so I don't have to tell them to get ready, if that makes sense. That Definitely. So I, I know you have tons of downlines. You have a huge team. How many um, chances do you give someone? Like, So, for, for example, if uh, you signed up someone and they don't do anything, you, they don't show up for a training, or you give them a task to do, like maybe listen to this uh, Jim Rohn CD or go through a training, they didn't do it. How many chances do you give them before, they move, before you move on because you know your time is valuable? You know, because I have such a big organization and I have so many people who want to do some fabulous things in the industry, I kind of go back to my old insurance agent days. You know, with with the insurance agency at that time, I used to give people the old baseball saying, three strikes, you're out. Hmm. So, you know, at this time, that's how I operate as well. You know, if we've set up three different coaching calls for you and you've canceled or rescheduled them all three times, listen, when you have the real time to actually sit down and have a conversation with me and explain to you how you can become successful or the blueprint that you need to go ahead and start following so you could start seeing success or seeing an income, then that's the point. But, you know, to me, it's three strikes you're out. After that, you really got to show some initiative or some definite um, forward movement uh, for me to commit to taking time out of my busy schedule and taking time away from somebody who already wants it. Yeah, that's really good. So you just move on. Unless they call back, call you back and surprise you with prospects, your time was so valuable. You're working with other people then. Absolutely. Because what I found, Simon, was I was chasing people on the phone. Yeah. You know, I was calling them multiple times, trying to get them, you know, set up for their appointment times, their coaching times, their mentoring times, and they would miss the appointment. Now, I won't call you after those three strikes. You call me when you're ready. Um, I want to talk about uh, when you got restarted, had that success. Uh, in your first $25 deal, you were burnt out. Obviously, you burnt some of your war market out. How did you get that the contact list? You talk about that list. How did you get a list to be, be successful in your new in your second company? Did you go back to that old list again, even though you burnt them out, or you just built an entire new network of people? You know, I kind of did a combination of both, Simon, to tell you the truth, because, you know, in this industry, sometimes your warm market can be so cold. Um, but, you know, my prior company, the $25 deal was a service based industry and nothing against service based industry. But over here on my new company, it was more of a product based industry. So what I did just to get my warm market introduced into the product or actually believing in what I was doing, I would bless them with one of our flagship products. And, you know, whenever they started seeing the results of that product, then that's whenever they were able to, you know, believe more into being a customer. And some of them believe more into what I called retail to recruit. You know, I got you the product in your hand. You believe in it. The skepticism cap is now off. Let's put the business cap on. So the warm market definitely can be so cold. But what I did as well was I didn't tap too much into that warm market. What I did was I mainly built cold market first and left the warm market alone a little bit for them to cool down and not feel so burnt out from me going at them. Because in my inexperience, I harassed them. But that was something that I wasn't aware of. So, you know, I realize now that you can't harass people. You can't want people to want your product. And just because somebody tells you no, they're not telling you no. They're not kicking you to the curb. They're kicking your product or your service. They still have love for you. Just It just means either not now, I don't know enough, or just, you know, plain out, I don't want it. I love the word you used, bless them. Uh, so what do you mean? Did you give them free samples or you just get them as a customer, paid customer? I love that. You bless them with the products. What does that mean? 
Absolutely. Um, whenever I bless somebody with a product, I'm giving them a free sample. I know in our industry, you know, with the retail component, it's absolutely huge. But what you have to do is sometimes you have to look past the sale. Um, just to be honest with you, you know, look past the sale. Yeah, you might be blessing them with a $20 item or a $15 item for them to sample and try out. But I will tell you some of my biggest uh, retailing distributors have been people who I have blessed, blessed with a product because they were skeptical. Even though I have a hundred percent money back guarantee, they didn't want to put the money into it. So what I said was, you know, Hey Simon, I understand you're a little skeptical about this product, but what I want you to do, I don't want you to pay me for it. But what I want to do is I want to bless you with this product. But in turn, all I would like for you to do is share with me your testimony. Let me know what it did for you. And what I would do is just give them the product and just like I said, you know, to be very, very honest with you, those people that I blessed with the products turned into be some of my biggest retailers, some of my biggest builders, because now I wasn't charging them for something. I was letting them try it and it opened their belief even more because they knew they weren't spending money on something or in their terms, wasting money that they were going to go ahead and try it for free. And when they got those results, it was so much easier to be able to retail to recruit. And that's one of the things that I've mastered in this industry is retail to recruit. That is really, really good stuff. I love how you you just don't give out the sample. You ask them to share with you a testimonial. That's very, very powerful. Uh, and can you explain? You mentioned this company, retail to recruit. I think that's brilliant. What what specifically do you mean? You just like what do you mean by that? Absolutely. Um, what retail to recruit pretty much is is um, for instance our flagship product. Um, what I would do is if I bless them with the product or if I retailed the product to them, um, normally we have results within the first five days. So what I would do is I would let them know, you know, hey, Simon, I'm going to go ahead and bless you with this product. But what I want to do is I want to follow up with you or even if you purchased it from me, Simon, I want to follow up with you in about three business days because, you know, our products offer a 100 percent money back guarantee. So I just want to check in with you to see how the product works. Well, of course, that's the hook, line, and sinker, a money-back guarantee because a lot of people are skeptical anyways. If it don't work, yeah, I want you to call me back so I can get my money back. So what I would do is I would follow up with you in about 72 hours, and I would just ask you, you know, hey, Simon, what were your results? You would start sharing your results with me. I shared with you a couple results from people who I just got off the phone with. Now, what I would do is I would just let you know, hey, Simon, now, now that you've got some phenomenal results from this product, let me ask you a serious question. Who do you know that we could put this product in their hand and we can help get them healthy as well? You're going to start naming a few people. You know, I know a couple people at church and at my son's football game and blah, 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 blah. I would ask mm. you, who else? So I would have you start naming some people. And then at the end of that, I would ask you, you know, Simon, would you mind giving me their information so I can contact them so we can get the product in their hand? Sure, absolutely. Because the person that Simon Chan is, he wants to help other people as well. So when you give me that information, before we even disconnect the phone, Simon, I say, listen, Simon, because I value you as a customer and a friend, when I contact these people and they decide to purchase this product, is it okay for me to keep the 50% commission or do you want it? Good and then that's stuff. how I would lead into the business with it. Because then, of course, at that time, they've already named 10 or 15 people. I'm asking them, you know, can I keep that 50% retail commission, which is only one component of our five component compensation plan? Of course, they want to know more. And I would just let them know, Simon, when you have about 10 serious minutes to learn about how people are losing phenomenal weight and gaining an extra income doing it, let me know. I would love to share the business opportunity with you as well. 
Woo, that is good, and that is hot. Really good stuff there, ML Nation, from Candace Bird Davis. I'll hit the rewind button for the last two minutes and just play back. I love the retail to recruit. And I love it, Candace. You know that in network marketing, the industry, the profession has really evolved. It's not just about recruiting, recruiting. If anyone just thinks network marketing is about recruiting, it's totally not true. And I think the whole industry, especially we've seen the FTC, has changed. I'm super happy to hear about this more retail focus. Uh, I think that's where the profession's headed to. How many customers do you have, Candace? Oh my gosh! To be honest with you, Simon, I I do not have an exact figure, but I will tell you, I have customers that are. Whew. Yeah, that's very very cool. I think at the end of the day, that's what I know. Your vision is to help a thousand families replace the full time income with a network marketing residuals, and the, what gives you the residuals is that is that customer base that keeps ordering over and over again. Uh, and I just love what you just shared here from everything from the 70... I mean, ML Nation, I don't know if you're taking notes. You should definitely replay this episode here. Uh, the 72-hour... I mean, she talks about the money-back guarantee, the 72-hour follow-up, and then asking for names and just to help people, right? She's not... Candace is not selling. And then when she gets the names, she's asking whether the person wants the commission or she takes the commission. And, and I think the last point you mentioned was when you present to them, it's only a 10-minute presentation. It's not like an hour webinar, 45-minute home meeting. It's very, very quick and short. Um, it's really, really good stuff, ML Nation. A lot of stuff, you, a lot of good nuggets you can apply here. Now, um, I want to move on. I can feel like I can t- you can do a whole, uh, we can do a whole entire hour training on retailing here. <laughs> uh, I know your time is valuable. It's so good. We have to move on. What would you consider to be your um, proudest moment in network marketing, Candice? Wow. Um, to be honest with you, Simon, I have quite a few proud moments. I would definitely say, you know, uh, the, the first achievement of hitting the six-figure earner in my company, um, definitely six months in the company, but you know, over a year and a half into the network marketing industry. But that was my first major proudest moment, uh, definitely retiring my husband because, you know, Simon, he had a six-figure career where he went 700 feet underground every single day, risking his life to make sure America can turn their lights on. He was a coal miner. So, you know, that was another proud moment for me. My one-year mark, um, not making any income claims, but I was able to stake claim to over $300,000. So another proud moment is, you know, at the end of 2016 or 2015, my company hit their 100 million mark. We're getting ready to hit 500 million, number one compensation plan in the world right now. So just fired up and excited about it. There's a lot of proud moments going on over here in the Candace Bird Davis world. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, it's awesome. incredible. You say your customer used to go down 700 feet? Yes, my husband would go travel 700 feet underground. He was actually a coal miner where, you know, he would go underground and jump on the big mining machines and mine the black coal so that that could be turned into uh, energy producing substances for, uh, you know, the hydro plants to be able to convert it into electricity. That's pretty deep. That's like three football fields. That's like three, what, it's like 700 feet would be what? uh, I'm not, yeah, it would be like three football fields, like 300 yards, 200 something yards. Yeah, right. it's, pretty, it's pretty bad. And I mean, it was a very dangerous uh, career, Simon. There's been many a times that, you know, some of his mining buddies were actually killed underground, lost limbs underground because of the machinery or, you know, the big slate rocks from the coal falling down on them. So, you know, it was it was it was a proud moment to be able to bring him home because, you know, sometimes I didn't know whenever I would give him a kiss in the morning or in the evening, depending on which shift he was on, if that was the last time I got to kiss him or if that was the mm. last time I got to hug him. So, you know, one of my proudest moments was bringing him home. Mm. Oh, congratulations. So what, is, um, what does he do now? Does he help you with the business? 
Absolutely. So, you know, we are one of the power couples here in our company. So he's definitely uh, helping with the business. He's been retired since uh July 7th of 2015. So he's just rounding on a year. So he's definitely getting that hands-on coaching, mentoring, and training by myself. So he's definitely, you know, a newbie to the industry, but doing some phenomenal things because he's retailing, he's recruiting himself. So it's absolutely amazing to see him now share the same passion as I. What gets you excited about network marketing now? Where do you see this profession headed, headed in the next five, 10 years? Oh my gosh, what gets me so excited about network marketing is for one, seeing the lives changing. Um, and you know, people now more than ever before are open to the industry because they see what's going on. You know, it, many a times corporate America is failing a lot of people, so they have no other option but to look for another source. So, you know, what's really getting me uh, excited is just seeing um, the lives that are changing in the next five to 10 years. Oh my gosh, Simon, it's, it's going to be unreal. It really is. So I'm just, I'm just, glad that those who are deciding to take part in the MLM industry are getting in, getting suited up and ready to go because it's going to be absolutely amazing. As we go towards the end of the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain, Candace. And uh, one of them is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Oh, one of my favorite success quotes. I actually have two. Um, one of them that I like to share with my team a lot is don't get upset with the results that you didn't get from the work that you didn't do. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and the other one is, you know, a lot of people talk about the negativity and what they've been through in the past and they allow their past to hold them back. So another one of the quotes are, you know, if there are no scars, there's no success. Mm, that's so good. And and Emma Nation, if you're looking at what Candace is so good now, she's making so much money. Don't forget the two years where she quote unquote failed horribly, the scars she got from that $25 deal. Absolutely. So it's part of the journey. Uh, what is one habit that's helped you become successful, Candace? One habit that has helped me become successful, I would honestly have to probably say is consistency. I would probably have to say consistency allowed me to be um, become successful because, you know, here's how it all started. For one, I had to be, learn how to become transparent. I had to be me. Um, you hear a lot of people say, um, it's okay to be a copycat as long as you find the right cat to copy. But although you're copying their motions and their movements and everything, you still have to be you. So for one, I had to learn transparency because people are really afraid to let everybody know the real you. But what I learned at the end of the day is, you know, truly your story is what's going to retire you forever. And your pain in life is what's going to qualify you for your success. So once I understood transparency, then I uh, had to take part of consistency. Um, and, you know, being consistent was just even when I didn't want to do it, I had to do it. So I would definitely say consistency was a big part in allowing me to see the success that I did when I didn't feel like posting, when I didn't feel like returning calls, when I didn't feel like doing three ways and webinars and launch calls. I had to be consistent because without consistency, I wouldn't have had the success that I've had. I love that definition of consist consistency. Even when you didn't want to do it, you do it. And I think uh, you can share like, I'm sure, you know, you didn't want to do it, but you did it. But when you did it, it's so good for your self-esteem. You know, people who come to me say, oh, I don't feel I can do it. Just do it. When you do it, whether, you know, whatever happens, you just feel, don't you find yourself, Candace, you feel so much better about yourself when you just do it? Absolutely. Because, you know, actions will open doors, Simon, but consistency is going to keep those doors open because at the end of the day, we become what we want to be by consistently being what we want to become. Hmm. Really good stuff. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you ever received, Candace? There are so many good things that I've gotten. The best piece of advice that I've ever received is 
If you want to become a six-figure earner, work as if you were. Good one. What's your uh, favorite prospecting tool? Maybe you just talked about it. Is it, is it sampling or do you... So, so actually, let's take a little step further. If someone's interested, like you do the retail to recruit, someone's interested and you do that 10-minute presentation, what do you use for that 10-minute presentation? Do you do an online video or actually are you with them? Do you show a presentation on your iPad? What do you use a newsletter, company magazine? What do you use? Um, for one, I, I definitely use a video that I've done myself, um, shooting a professional presentation for them to take a quick look at. Uh, one I call a sizzle call, one I call a sizzle video. Um, I definitely like those. We also have a company magazine um, called the Momentum Magazine, in which you know it, it shares some of the success stories stories of our top earners. So you know that allows people to see the success that people who you know only 17 months ago were broke, broken, busted, disgusted, beat up, bruised, and bamboozled. Um, now, because they decided to give it one more try, one last time, give it one more ride, they're seeing the success that they are. So, you know, there's a multiple uh, library of tools that I use, really depending on the type of person that I'm with, because, you know, this is a relationship based industry. So as you're talking to the people, you can kind of understand, are they going to be some type of person who would rather see a video, see a call, see a presentation? You know, what is it um, that's going to benefit them? How, what product or what um, tool you need to put in front of them for them to better understand the concept because some people are visual learners where they may need a video. Some people may be the type of person that can just listen to a phone call and may be fine. So you just have to find that tool that adapts to every single person that you would come in contact with. Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Hmm. To be honest with you, my favorite app on my phone, um, I would probably say is uh Joe Osteen Ministries. So I definitely get his um, power word of the day to my phone. And that definitely gives me the motivation and inspiration to get through the day. So that's probably my number one favorite app that I have on my phone is just giving me the morning word every day. What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Oh, you're going to have me pick one book? Okay, um, you can cheat two or three books. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, for newbie Simon, it's definitely my first year in network marketing by Mark Yarnell. And I think the biggest thing that I got out of that book is never stop recruiting. Um, the second book that I absolutely fell in love with was The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Because a lot of the times in the industry, we think as newbies and even as successful entrepreneurs that we have to come in and do something big. Well, that book actually taught me that the sum of all small things equals something big. So that was another phenomenal one. And John C. Maxwell, of course, as you know, five levels of leadership, uh, the 21 indispensable qualities of a leader. I could keep going. I'm definitely a bookworm. Awesome. And ML Nation, I know you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get amazing free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. Well, all those books that Candace talked about, you can get one for free at MLMNationBook.com. Now, Candace, here's the last question the million dollar question. Are you ready? Yes. Hey, MLM Nation, before we go to the million-dollar question, if you like to read, I highly recommend check out Networking Times. Networking Times is kind of like the sibling to MLM Nation. You have great trainings from different leaders, all generic, from all different companies, and it's a bi-monthly. It comes out every two-month uh, magazine. I've been using uh, reading, using it as a prospecting tool. I say using, using it as a gift to give the downlines to increase their belief. All the way back to 2004, I actually did a whole entire Purple episode with uh, Josephine and Chris Gross, the founders of Networking Times, and shared how it made a huge impact for me. So you can definitely check it out. And for those in different countries, um, actually in the U.S., you get a print version, or you can get an online version. You can get it online as well. Really, really cool. Check it out. 
mlnation.net forward slash times. Again, mlnation.net forward slash times. Here's the million dollar question. It goes back to what you talked about, how you kind of rebuild your business with co-market. So imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you're kind of like an alien that went to another planet, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do to find prospects or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Wow. Um, Definitely the first place I would go is somewhere public. I would go to the mall. I would go to the grocery store. I would go somewhere where there are people. Um, Definitely. uh, Here's the thing. If you don't ASK, you don't GET, Simon. So, you know, uh, your mouth is definitely going to be what pays you. So I would definitely find myself into a very heavily populated public area. Talk about my product. Bless people with products, sample people products, sale product. You know, I would definitely work it in the same way that I've worked my current business because, you know, I came over to my current company with no market. I, I had no following. I came over with no team. It was, you know, brick by brick, mortar by mortar is how I built over here. Thank you for sharing that, Candace. And as we wrap up, do you have any last words of advice? And then what's the best way listeners can connect and contact you? Absolutely. You know, my my best advice is never stop grinding. You are a beauty and you are a beast. Always keep your what hurts you in front of you. Always keep your vision clear. Write the vision and make it plain. Because at the end of the day, you are a beast and you deserve, deserve to get every desire in your heart. So don't give up. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. You have to work off of the will mentality. I will not quit. I will not surrender. I will not give up. I will not get frustrated. Um, but definitely, I would love for everybody to connect with me by going to my um, my website and blog www.candicebirddavis.com ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you'll be hanging out with Candace Bird Davis. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Candace. That's C-A-N-D-A-C-E. Okay, C-A-N-D-A-C-E. Just put in Candace there. Her uh, middle name is Bird Davis. Bird is a B-Y-R-D. But if you just put in Candace, it'll pop right up. And all the nuggets of wisdom, the show notes links, and the co- Candace's contact info will be right there. Definitely, definitely connect with her. She's awesome. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Candace, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you again, Candace, and God bless you. You as well, Simon. It was an honor. God bless you as well. ML Nation, before we go to the recap and review, a quick tool to help you out, stay more organized, so you spend more time prospecting and less time worrying about the nitty-gritty admin stuff that really, uh, doesn't really make you any money. So what is that? That's TaxBot. TaxBot is an app that works for iPhone, Droid, uh, desktops, all, all platforms. It helps you keep track of your taxes, your expenses, your receipts. Puts it all in one app, even your mileage. And then when it's tax time, all you do is just press a couple buttons. It will document everything, prepare a whole document. You can send to your accountant and CPA. Or even if you want to do your own taxes, you're brave enough to do that. It makes things a lot, lot easier. You know, with tax savings, we did a purple episode with Sandy Bobkin. You can potentially get anywhere from three to $9,000 back just from having an MLM business. But you got to do it the right way. Tax spots one of the first steps to keep you, help you keep you organized. And if, you, if you're not in the U.S., um, research, there's tax benefits of having a home-based business because the government wants you, because 
Why? Because entrepreneurs, like even MLM distributors, we get the economy going, right? Like I started my network marketing business. I grew. I travel. I go to events. I contribute to the economy. I hired an assistant to help me do things. I contribute to the economy. I, we create jobs. So that's why in almost every country, there's tax breaks for if you have a home-based business. And if you do, you definitely want to check out TaxBot or save you tons of time so you can spend more time on prospecting instead of doing this boring admin work that uh, doesn't help you sponsor or train people. So check it out. Go to mlmnation.net forward slash tax. Hey, MLM Nation, did you catch that? A setback is a setup for a comeback. That's from Candace Bird Davis. Awesome episode there. Make sure you go to mlmnation.net. And put in Candace, C-A-N-D-A-C-E. Or you want to make it simple, just put Davis at the search bar. It'll pop right up. Awesome episode. There are a lot of big aha moments. Uh, you know, I can go on for here. But I think the main one that really stood out is really, this really awesome training. is about retailing. How retail to recruit. Uh, I would go back and listen to that again. Um, how she does it. You know, she re- samples the product. You can't be cheap with sampling, right? Because it's like, I like the word she used. You know, Take someone that's wearing a skeptical hat and put it on, and then change that hat to a business hat. And you give her a free sample. It can't be cheap. Whether well, it's $20, $25 sample, you give it to them. And then you ask for permission. This, here's the key. Ask for permission to share the testimony, their experience with the product. Right? That is very ex- important. A lot of people give out samples, but they don't ask to share their experience. And the ask is important. She says, if you don't ask, if you don't A-S-K, you don't G-E-T. You all got that? Don't ask, you don't GT. By the way, the funny story behind that, my mentor told me that, and I actually shared that story. Um, maybe it's not, I can't share that story here on air, but I, sh- I shared that at my wedding, a private wedding for a hundred something people when I got married. Uh, but that actually, I, my wife and I would have met if I didn't learn that. Don't, if you don't ASK, you don't GET. So when you give out the sample, like what Candace does, ask for a testimonial. Ask. Second thing is, you have to follow up. Most people don't follow up. She does a 72-hour follow-up. She shared the results of other people taking the products, and then she wants to hear about the results of that person, right? And then she asks for the name. Again, ASK. You don't ask, you don't get. You don't ASK, you don't GET. She asks for names, 10 to 15 names, and then she asks again, another time asking, well, when they, if they do decide to get it, be a customer, the, I get 50%. I can take the 50% commission, or would you be interested in it? Of course, everyone's going to say they're interested. And then she follows up with a quick, a very quick presentation. 10-minute presentation, by the way. Not a 30, 40-minute presentation. Quick 10-minute presentation. Really good stuff. Retail to recruit. And I just love it in network marketing how, you know, it's not just about recruiting. Recruiting is about actual customers. Because we have such, you know, doesn't matter how many what company you're in. We have such amazing products, services. But customers is the thing that keeps the business going. It's not just about recruiting, recruiting. So really especially with the FTC and stuff going on there. That's what the, the whole industry is eventually is all going to change to this model, how emphasis on customers, because that's how income is going to be built and residual income comes in, continues to flow in. Um, and getting back to that, you know, Candace doesn't feel like, oh, I'm selling people. No, she's blessing them, right? It's the mental shift mindset. I'm not selling, selling people, trying to give them a sample. If you think you're selling and try to use people so they can buy, then you know what? You've... It's going to come off that way. But the reason she's giving out these $20, $25 products, she's blessing people with them. It's a blessing. I love the shift. And such a sh- small shift can make a uh, huge impact. Another thing is your why is what hurts you. Right? Why? Write that. What is your why? What hurts you? What's making, what's driving you in network market? What's driving you to listen to ML Nation? What is that? Be clear on that. 
Cause that can go a long, long way. It doesn't matter. And uh, you know, talk about the emotional roller coaster. Candace talked about. Um, she had a lot of difficulty. You know, she got she basically got started. I think I don't think the company even exists anymore. That first company, that twenty five dollar deal, we didn't talk about down there. Doesn't even exist. Oh, they have FTC issues. It got shut down. But she just didn't even know anything about network marketing. Just joined it to help a friend. But that you know what? That's why you can never prejudge your prospects. Because she got started, she learned. Okay, she learned about network marketing and be- decided to become really serious. She just had the wrong vehicle. The vehicle didn't work out. But when she found the right vehicle, she took off. And by the way, if you don't know how to approach people, sponsoring people, if you definitely check out my sponsoring workshop. I actually teach people exact words to use. Just there's a free two hour webinar. Just go to sponsoringworkshop.com. Um, another thing is the time management. Most you know, if you think you don't have time, it's not true. You don't. You have everyone has time to do network marketing. What you don't have is time management. You're wasting time. And what Candace does is the exact same thing I do. She fills up her calendar from the time she wakes up to the time she goes to sleep, block by block. If she's two hours with her kids, just like me, if I'm spending two hours with my kids, I block it off two hours. That's my kids' time. Picking up from school, dinner, making dinner, eating with them, walking the dog with them, you know, sharing, reading to them. It's blocked off. No one can schedule. Block it off. If you have prospecting, block it off. So you don't do other things. You don't take other phone calls. You don't check Facebook. You're doing that time for prospecting. So make sure you do that. Just fill up your calendar. Uh, you know, and last thing is mindset. This business is all about mindset. As you can tell, Candace didn't have much success, but she had a strong mindset. And it's feeding your mind with daily self-development, motivation. You know, her favorite app was Joe Osteen, motivational quotes. When you feed your mind, you feed your bank account. And ML Nation, I know you're doing that already because you're feeding your mind with ML Nation right now. So anyway, if you like these episodes, please subscribe and rate and review on iTunes. It'd be a huge favor for our team. Uh, I recently just posted on Facebook, introducing our team with five people that work hard to produce every episode. So uh, reach out to them. Thank them. Do you know? So, but please, a uh, review would be awesome, and share this with your downlines, your crosslines, the whole ML community. We're all in the same profession. The more we all do well, the better it is for everyone. And so, thanks for being part of a network marketing. I'm loud and proud to be in this profession, and thank you for listening. Remember, go out there. We're in the business to help others. So, go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.